Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Alright, so I am recording us. Oh, are we doing that now? Well, I'm recording us. Oh. Start when we start. <laughs> yeah, especially since we could probably cover both of the both episodes of this show in in fifteen minutes. The two episodes that we didn't do drive in summer school. Right. Of Black Summer. We could cover them both in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Katie and I, Katie, I invited to to watch with us, mm-hmm. and she was really excited about it at first. Um, and then she uh, watched the first episode, and you know she was like, I, I don't know about this. And then watched the second episode, and she's like, I don't like this show. And then <laughs> then we watched the third episode, and she's like, Dustin, I hate this show. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So she has she has quietly backed away. Oh, well. It was nice having her while she was here. Uh, hi, folks. I'm Tim Harvey. I'm Dustin. And this is Apocalypse Now, and we are talking about Black Summer, uh, the asylum-produced zombie show that's running on or ran on Netflix, or still on Netflix. It's it always, a, it's always on Netflix. And it is... The beginnings of the zombie apocalypse. It's essentially what this show is. Everything is falling apart yeah. as we speak. It is not right. B- right before the zombie apocalypse. It's not six months later. It's while everything it's a is... a couple of weeks. And so in the first episode, uh, a woman named Rose uh, was separated from her daughter and her husband died. And we met a bunch of other characters, including a, uh, a, a Korean woman named Sun... Uh, an older woman named Barbara, uh, a Hispanic guy named William, a, uh, a army guy named Ryan, uh, or excuse me, Spears, a deaf guy named Ryan, and a complete waste of space named Lance. <laughs> and somehow these people have broken into two groups that we are following, Sun, William, and Barbara, and the rest, Rose, Spears, Ryan, and Lance. And uh, Sun and William and Barbara are in a van, and Ryan, Spears, Rose, and Lance are on foot. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the first episode. Right, and you end up with, uh, it's very, very fast-paced, and so it's really hard to get any real sense of who these people are, any kind of depth. I mean, it's a whole lot of running and screaming and dying and running and screaming and dying and running and screaming and dying. The second right. episode is driving and screaming and dying. <laughs> yeah. And the, I thought the pacing of the second episode was really bad because, because it's the most of the story follows Williamson and Barbara in the van. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, like seriously, I think it was just like, we promised Jamie King that she would be in every episode. And so <laughs> like popped back in with her group for like maybe five minutes of the total runtime of the episode. Yeah. Which is not something they do in summer school at all. They don't check in with, with the, the van people at all in summer school. Uh, but we'll get to that. 
but yeah, it just, and all that happens to Rose and her group is they walk around and they see a couple of people be, be attacked by zombies. Right. And nothing else of any interest or importance happens to them. Those two scenes they were in could have been completely cut and it would have made no difference to the show at all. Well, I think, I think if, it, if, if they added anything, it was the conversation that Rose and Spears have, or not Spears, he's not right um is he he killed the real spears we don't know who this guy really is and it doesn't really matter at this point the military will come and save us comment and he's like no no they're not no we're on nobody's coming we're and and that's and that's not necessarily i mean you could have put that in in the third episode without anybody caring i mean it, it doesn't matter but i mean it's it's a scene that that you know as far as a character moment is kind of is kind of nice but it just doesn't fit here and I didn't mind the pacing so much of what was going on in the car. Those scenes, I just thought it was, it was, I, there, there was this weird kind of surrealness to it after uh-huh. a while. It just kind of felt very, I'm not going to say dreamlike because it certainly, it just, it was just odd. I mean, it was, it had a sort well, of this David Lynchian kind of, you know, blue velvet feeling at here's, moments. Here's the problem I'm, I'm discovering. No one knows where the stadium is. Even the people who say they know don't know. And so they just opted to drive around the same neighborhood six or seven times. Yeah, that's true. Like, and so that was part of the craziness for Katie. Like, she's like, they've driven down this street before. Like, you know, they, I mean, obviously there's a, probably a small budget for the show probably a micro budget knowing who made it. And, and so they don't have a lot of things. And then like, we're, we're on our way to the stadium, but we're going to drive down the same four streets over and over and over again. Well, and especially considering we have William saying, I know this neighborhood. I know, I know my way around mm-hmm. and it's, you know, they have, they even have a map and right. <laughs> I, 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 there's a there's a line in there about staying off the major highways because it's really bad. Uh, and of course, if it's in, in the zombie, in, in, automatically in every zombie film or TV show ever, we know that it's if there's a highway, it's going to be choked with cars and corpses. Um, so there's there's an argument for using the back roads and the suburbs and that sort of thing. It's just a li- it is a little odd that they just can't seem to get where they're going. Right. Um, and then then there's then there's this weird sort of well, okay. It almost turns into every 10 minutes, let's throw either a zombie at them or people in need or, you know, horrible people at them. You know, so you basically right. have the, you know, it's like, it's like a, on, a, on a timetable. <laughs> right. And the thing, the thing, like they, you know, they left those two people behind. Or the two people run up. First, they're zombies, and then there's then these two people run up, and they're like, "Please let us in, let us in!" And and they don't, and then they get eaten by zombies, and they get chased by another zombie, and then there's this black truck that's following them around, and Sun suggests that maybe the black truck is after them for their gas, even though there are fifty to a hundred thousand cars on the streets of this town. Yeah, like. They do not. There is not a shot in this show that does not have a car sitting, sitting right there. 
if, if that's the reason they're after them, and we don't actually know that to be the case, because we don't, we, when we finally meet the guys inside the car, the situation has completely changed. Right. But it's a, if that's what, what they're doing, it's a really dumb thing to do. It doesn't make any sense yeah. whatsoever. Uh, but there's, there's fun little moments, like a, a kid's bike gets stuck under the car, and son has to run out and pull it out, and... and Barbara has this great moment where you see the camera is down on Sun pulling out the 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 bike which is jammed in there into the wheel well and the camera whips up to Barbara and she's like, Get in the car mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you look and go, Oh look, zombies. Yeah. And Sun gets to clock on with a hammer. I mean there's there's fun little moments of zombie violence. Um but other than that, it's it feels like character development, but it doesn't feel like character development. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, I wasn't because basically yeah. basically ends up with the truck. You know, they they have their little adventures in the back roads, and clear and William admits like twice that you know he should have turned to the right place, or he should have listened to Son, or you know just. His, his certainty uh, at the beginning of the episode is kind of gone by the end. Uh, until he does a dumb thing because the truck comes back and they're basically playing a game of chicken, except they're side by side. Yeah. But banging each other and, yeah. and, 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 and it's just like, I don't know how this escalated to this point and it doesn't make any real sense. And so he says, put on your seatbelts. And Sun, who's not supposed to speak any English, puts on her seatbelt. And Barbara, like, touches hers lightly. <laughs> like, she, like, puts her hand on it. And uh, then they, like, ran into a wall. Yeah. And uh, Barbara goes flying out and dies. And this, of course, happens to the, to the black truck as well. And one of the guys is stuck inside the truck with a zombie. Was two, were there three, three people in the truck? Three or four. Three or four. And at least one of them is, has died and has turned because people in this show turn like that. Yeah. And so they they all end up running into this diner and it's like, all is forgiven, you terrible people who caused this whole problem. Come to the diner yeah. with us. Yeah, they all end up in the same diner together. And it's like, well, well you know, things happen. <laughs> Mistakes were made. And... And they, you know, and and of course their their former friends are on the outside of the dim- diner uh, glass doors, banging, wanting to get in. And of course Barbara's in there with them. So, mm-hmm. um, alas, poor Barbara. We had uh, we got to see you over two episodes, and now you're a zombie. Okay. Meanwhile, in the next episode, which is called Summer School, uh, Rose and her intrepid band um, somehow end up inside a school they they go looking for shelter and they find the school there's a there's a dude wandering around outside they go up and the door is wedged open and so they're like there's nothing wrong with this and so they go inside and uh lance is useless um kind of just stands around and Ryan is adorable. I, I have I have a lot of feelings about Ryan as a character. Mm-hmm. 
because I think it's great that they cast a Middle Eastern refugee, an actual deaf person, as this character. Right. But they make the fact that he is deaf, they equate it with him having some sort of mental disability. He is just kind of like wandering around really wide-eyed and like he doesn't know what to do until like Rose gestures at him and it's it's a bad characterization yeah and like you know i don't understand why they chose to to make you know yes it's cool that they decided to the casting they decided to do but the way that they did it is not my favorite thing no no it's a little um he's a he's a character with a lot of potential and we saw this a little bit in The Walking Dead in the episode. I can't remember the name of the episode, but it was when the deaf character there, uh, whose name eludes me, uh, yeah. the, friend, the friend of Daryl's, uh, when she's in the cornfield. Uh-huh. And they, you know, they really leaned into the horror this last season on The Walking Dead. And, and so her being in the cornfield and not having, you know, not being able to hear and, and, not only that, not only have the whisperers looking for her, but also having the zombies, look, you know, coming after yeah. her with a baby because she's trying to escape. Right. So there's potential here to play with the idea of you know deafness and horror and all these things and and the terrors of be of not being able to hear the thing creep up on you. And yeah, he's kind of like a babe in the woods, and and there's no there's not enough explanation as to why. I mean. Maybe on the page, there's a reason why. You know, I was worried in the first episode when he, like, is just, like, wandering through the streets, like, wanders up to that car on fire. And, like, what is – and then he, when, the, when that girl is hit by the van and he just kind of walks up to her and, like, looks at her and it's like, what is wrong with this dude? But – and they just didn't – I don't think they, they fulfilled the promise of the character. I think in the first episode, you could have almost argued that he was in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if they had done that, it might have played, but no, it just kept going throughout this episode as well. Much to his detriment. Right. Because um, the school is run by... Homicidal children. Hom- yeah. It's home alone at the school with zombies and these children. I don't know. Since we don't really know where this, 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 there's no, I don't, we still haven't had explained where this show takes place. Uh-huh. Unless these children are the children of special effects artists and, you know, film people. I was looking at this entire setup in their school going, no, no, <laughs> no. You're you're three you're three weeks away from turning into a saw set. I mean that's what we're where we're going here. I can tell, but no, <laughs> right. And the way that they they like set up these little booby traps in the school and like led people around, and then you know they separate they effectively it's they effectively separate all the adults and you know kidnap Ryan and. It's just, you know, a lot of prep for teenagers. Yeah, and it's just they're just a little too skilled at this. These these children were homicidal maniacs before the apocalypse happened. I mean, these were these were little murdering bastards before. 
<laughs> this right. is not they it took time to develop this <laughs> level of skill in being homicidal <laughs> i mean there's you don't just sit there and go hmm today i should build a death trap no right. <laughs> i mean and there's a couple of effective scenes there's uh rose comes across some bodies um and there's a there's a a moment where she comes across one of their speaker setups and she's like seriously I mean, right. it's, it's, an, it's an audience reaction shot at that moment. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. And that's her reaction, too. Things, yeah, it's, it's almost like a little haunted house moment. They wander around. Things go boo. Evil children. Right. And, then, and then they, like, have Ryan, and they're holding got a bag over his head. And, and the leader of the evil children gives the gun to, like, a, one of the kids. Like, probably, like, a seven or eight-year-old. Right. And and it's basically somehow they've lost Lance. Lance has wandered off into the ether and maybe we'll never see him again. Who cares? Um and, <laughs> and Rose and Spears are right there and Rose is like, You're really not gonna please don't shoot him. And he's like, Oh, I won't shoot him, but he will and hands the gun to the seven year old. And so Ryan's freaking deaf. Yeah. So when they take his hood off and he sees Rose, he takes a step towards her and the kid shoots him. And it's just like such a stupid, it's like, oh. it's so stupid. And that's, then, that's, what, that's, that's the moment Katie was like, I hate this show. I hate this show. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and then the kids just walk away. Yeah. They basically have... Rose and not Spears at their mercy, and they're like, "Eh, we've killed right. one. We've killed one of them. Maybe two of them. We're done for the day." Is it five so, o'clock? Let's yeah. <laughs> right. So basically, Rose and uh, and not Spears escape. Uh, Ryan Zombie is locked somewhere. He's they lock him somewhere, or do they kill him? I can't remember. I think they left him inside. I think it was supposed to be like one of their gifts to the kids. Right. Um, well, anyway, at the very, the very end of the episode, the guy who essentially led them into the school rescues them. Yeah. And then the little kid who shot Ryan comes and wedges the door back open. So you know they've kind of probably done this before. It's such an odd episode. It feels like in the middle of this trying to show everything collapsing, we now take a little side trip to the school of evil children. And it almost, I was reminded kind of like a, a little side quest in a video game mm. where you're, you've got your main mission, but then you wander into the castle and then you have your little adventure and then you go on back to your main mission, which is kind of what this episode entirely, that's all that it is. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this show at this point. It's just... I mean, I realize they're they're trying to show there's a lot of chaos and a lot of just madness happening and and everything's coming coming apart. Um, and the first two episodes, even with the flaws of the second one, the first two mm-hmm. had that sort of frenetic things are happening at once, chaos, chaos, chaos. Ah, run, scream, die. Right. And this was more like you know. Saw meets Home Alone meets Zombies, and I'm like, um, hey, hey. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this episode. Aside from, 
All right. Uh, this was unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that this is going to be a running theme with our coverage of Black Summer. Is us going, wow, that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is the asylum. I mean... Yeah. And for all the fact that they are taking it much more seriously than they were taking uh, Z Nation. Because Z Nation was always... You know, Z Nation was always winking at you. It was yeah. always just a little, you know, we know how ridiculous this is. We know how over the top we're playing this. You know, we know that there's a a level of, you know, just play along. It's meant to be fun. And so you forgave, at least at least in the first season, because like we talked about, we basically, neither one of us actually watched the show to the end. At least in the first season, there was that sense of, you know, don't take it too seriously. It's not meant right. to be taken too seriously. This is played extremely straight. And then you have evil children. So <laughs> I don't know, Dustin. Katie might be right. <laughs> well, you know. It's not the first thing we've watched where uh, we've sat there and went, why are we doing this? Oh, yeah. That's what we started the show with. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better than season two. True. <laughs> Which is not saying much. I'm not I'm not sure what the show is meant to meant to do here at this point. <clears throat> and we're only three episodes in, and I realize there's, you know, it could be it could we could get to the end and go, okay, that was a satisfying chunk of ep- of time. Um yeah, we won't. I have a I have a distinct feeling that that <laughs> when we're done we're gonna be like, well, okay. That was a thing we did. I'm, I, you, you kind of have to wonder. This is this is an exa- might be an example of, are we are there? Can you tell something in the zombie sort of wheelhouse, the standard zombie wheelhouse, and not be treading the same ground and and not be doing something that is not particularly exciting? I don't even know if there's anything. What what. Uh, just what's left to say. <laughs> Probably not a lot. Uh, we'll have to come back next week and do another episode or two. We might as well do two considering how quickly they go by and how easy it is to recap them. Right. Um, true. Because, uh, well, and not only that, but Fear the Walking Dead is not that far away. True. And Matt Frewer so, has joined the cast. Right. Which is kind of cool. I like Matt Frewer. So I guess we'll do episodes four and five next time. Sounds good. And we will have opinions, I'm sure. I, I, it's, it's weird. You and I have not had, I mean, usually when we're watching something like The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead, we, we have episodes where we're getting worked up about it. This was just like, meh. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, it's a thing. It's a thing with zombie things. And yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, it, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll catch up, you know, it'll build some excitement for us in later episodes. Maybe it won't. It is the asylum after all. So who knows? Well, folks, um, if you are, in, if you have enjoyed uh, this show, if you have enjoyed Black Summer, let us know. If you haven't, en- if you've seen it and you haven't enjoyed it, if you're confused about the pacing and what's going on and what we're supposed to actually be feeling at this point, just like we are. Let us know. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Twitter. 
the show is can be found on I, our shows on Apocalypse Now can be found on iTunes and podcast.com. Uh, you can follow us there. You can leave us a comment there. Uh, share the show. Share this show. Let us let people know that we're out here having these lovely conversations. Sometimes where we're going, why are we actually talking about this show? Um, and sometimes full of fire and rage at what writers have done. So um, we would love to hear from you guys. And um, thank you, Dustin, for joining me tonight. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening to Zompocalypse Now. We'll be back next week with more. Sure we will. Zompocalypse <laughs> uh. Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.